Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues continue their up and down season, beating the New York Islanders 7-4 in a game where they almost blew a 5-1 lead in the third period and then losing to the division-leading Winnipeg Jets 5-2 in pretty unconvincing fashion. Jordan Binnington has been benched. Craig Berube had a lot of comments, interesting comments about the state of the team, as did Jordan Binnington. Plus, with Tage Thompson's recent historic five-goal performance, did the Blues lose the Ryan O'Reilly trade? I don't know. All those questions and more answered on today's episode of Locked On Blues. Don't go anywhere. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and your number one source for blues content. I'm your host, as always, Josh Hyman. If this is your first time tuning into the show, welcome. Thanks for tuning in. You can find the show on YouTube as well if you're just listening to it at Lockdown Blues uh, or on any podcast pl- platform. It is completely free wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if you're returning to the show, this isn't your first time. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for making Lockdown Blues your first listen every single day. I uh, appreciate you guys out there. So, busy episode today. Before we get into it, though, I want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online where the game starts. All right, there's a lot to talk about on today's episode. There's two games to get through. Um, the game against the Islanders, and then the game against the Jets. Um, there's the comments made by Craig Berube about the state of the team. There is the athletic article uh, that Jordan Bennington gave an interview um, talking about the Zucker incident, his play this season, the team's play this season, etc., etc. The fact that Jordan Bennington has essentially been benched for Thomas Grice, and then Tage Thompson going on an absolute rampage, scoring five goals against the Columbus Blue Jackets, including four in the first period, I'm pretty sure, um, which begs the question, did the Blues lose the Ryan O'Reilly trade? And, you know, you're going to have to wait and see my opinion on that one. Um, but let's just let's just jump into recent play from the St. Louis Blues. So if you've, if you've been living under a rock, if you haven't watched a game this season, the Blues have been inconsistent. That's the number one key word that keeps coming up on this podcast is inconsistent. And the biggest thing for them that they were struggling with early in the season was inconsistent offense. Um, throughout that eight-game losing streak, they they couldn't score for the life of them. They were averaging like 2.2 goals a game or something pathetic like that. Defense and goaltending was pretty strong, um, but the offense was nowhere to be found. And then all of a sudden... Uh, the offense picked it back up. The defense and goaltending stayed where it was, and the Blues went on a seven-game winning streak. And it looked like, hey, you know, we might have something this season. Like, yeah, they lost eight in a row, and that was awful, but uh, they proved that they can win a lot of games, and they beat some tough teams in that stretch, and, and things were looking good. 
And then all of a sudden, the offense continued that pace, and, and that sort of was expected. You know, the offense was was never supposed to be as bad as it was, but the defense and arguably the goaltending was overachieving a little bit. Um, and then all of a sudden, lately, the defense slash goaltending has been horrendous. I think the Blues have allowed four-plus goals in their last eight games. They've allowed three goals in a period their last, like, four games or something like that. Um, the offense has been fine but just just fine you know obviously it scored they scored a lot of goals in that in that islanders game they scored a couple in the winnipeg game but they were never really in it they were down three nothing uh before the halfway mark of that game so you know it's it's frustrating because the inconsistency has moved from just one aspect and it's like well now that the offense has figured itself out the offense is playing better uh the defense and goaltending has taken a huge step back and you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, you can't just blame Bennington or you can't just blame Grice. And sure, the defense has been really weak. They've been allowing a lot of grade A opportunities. But Bennington um, and to a lesser extent, Grice have both allowed a lot of softies amidst this stretch. And, you know, well, a lot of those softies came off of defensive breakdowns or whatever, what have you. Um, still, you know, some saves that you would have liked to have them had and, and saves that I think they would have made, you know, earlier in the season when they were playing at a higher level. Um, and it's led to Biddington completely losing his cool, um, and getting benched. Uh, Barubi has had some really harsh comments. I didn't even get a chance to talk about them last episode. I guess I'll go over them briefly here. Barubi basically said those antics don't contribute to winning at all. Just stop the puck. And as much as those antics are part of who Jordan Bennington is as a player and I think you know those antics when he's winning are something that drives him and something that that gives him that motivation and that that energy to to succeed it's also something that I think takes him out of the game when he's struggling and I think it's a perfect example of you know going against the Pittsburgh Penguins and getting pulled and then ejected which the ejection was really just for show as he had already been pulled from the game but gets ejected for trash talking a guy who had just scored on him and it's like i don't know it it, it it's it's got to be a tough tough look for his teammates to just watch him you know lose his cool like that i think they know that he can be better he knows that he can be better but i think jordan bennington's also frustrated with the play in front of him which he has i think he has every right to be frustrated with the play in front of him but that doesn't mean he doesn't take any of the blame. And if you read that athletic article that he gave, that interview, it, it definitely seemed like he was doing a lot of deflecting in terms of, I mean, he I think he did say at one point, like, I've got to be better. But at the end of the day, it seemed like his, his frustrations were more with the team as a whole, which was a little concerning to see. You know, I hope there's not like a divide in the locker room. I hope players aren't growing a little bit of tired of Biddington and his antics. Now, obviously, that's just speculation, you know, and there's no there's no backing to that. They might be completely on his side. You know, the players might be totally in Biddington's corner and, and supporting him and disagreeing with Craig Berube's comments and, and all that stuff because I know players haven't been the biggest fans of Berube uh, being so critical in the media. But who knows, you know, that's all just speculation. And that's not the type of podcast that I have here. I'm not going to take unsubstantiated rumors and run with it. But at the end of the day, you know, it's not the type of thing that you want to see your team in the headlines for. You don't want to see your team in the headlines because the goalie is, is getting himself ejected from games and causing antics and getting banished, blah, 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 blah. So it's just frustrating. Um, there's a little bit more that I'll get into here in this upcoming second segment before briefly going through the uh, Winnipeg and Islanders games and then talking about Tage Thompson and Ryan O'Reilly. Before I get into any of that though, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. 
Now, BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Football, basketball, hockey, soccer, even esports, they've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts just like this one, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. And I'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right. So a couple, couple comments that, that uh, various Blues members have made um, to the media. You know, Jordan Bennington in that athletic article. Um, seems like he's taken the, taking the benching in stride. Uh, he said, yeah, it's just about results for me all the way through. No complaining. I'll pick myself back up and I'm going to go back out there, keep working and finding a way. I've just got to keep focusing on my job and yeah, I'll find a way to do it. So seems like a little bit of, you know, accepting the blame there. Um, he did have some comments about, you know, the, the, the stall hit or the Zucker play and he, had a hard time accepting responsibility there, which, you know, the stall thing, I don't have as much of a problem with, but sticking your arm out at Jason Zucker when he's going behind the net, that's that's just a cheap shot. And Bennington basically come out and saying it, it pissed him off that Zucker went down when he wasn't really hurt. I don't love that. Um, you know, you, you don't expect to be hit in the head with a, with a goalie glove when you're skating around the net. Those things are big. Those things are heavy. And was it, you know, a potential career-ending injury or anything crazy like that? No, it wasn't the most malicious thing in the world. But at the same time, you know, flip the script. If um, Braden Shen was going around the net and insert goalie here, clocked him in the face, Blues fans, myself included, would be pretty upset um, and would be livid at the goalie that did that. So, you know, you, you got to accept that one as, as a bit of a cheap shot. And, and it's what led to eventually him getting ejected and all that stuff. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, but the thing that, that I don't love about Jordan Bennington is he said, I'm not here to waste my effing time every game. It's the NHL. Let's go. Um, it, it, before that, he said, it just gets frustrating over the period of time when it's the same thing you're seeing and you expect things to be different you know, pretty much alluding to the play of his team in front of him, which as much as I think he's right in the sense that he is not getting support of the team in front of him, it's a little bit disheartening to see that divide. You know, you would expect or at least hope for the professional answer, even if he feels deep down like he's getting screwed over by his team, which he very well might be. It's disheartening to see him say that in the media. Um, You know, word gets around, you know, players are going to hear about that. Um, So it's not great. But at the at the same time, I, I think he's he's not wrong. You know, the, the blame definitely falls on him more than I think he's willing to accept. But at the same time, he has definitely been getting a a, a raw deal from the defense, from the offense, whatever it may be. Um, goal support's not there, so I think all around it's just a big freaking mess. Um, you know, you can't just point your finger at one player or one aspect of the team. You know, the offense is very much responsible for going quiet at times. The defense is very much responsible for allowing, you know, too many grade A opportunities and failing to break the puck out and stuff like that. And then the goaltenders are responsible for, you know, letting in one to two goals a game over the last couple games that they would have had 
they would have liked to have back. But at the, at the end of the day, you know, you like I said, you can't just place the blame on one aspect. And Craig Berube was talking about that a lot. Um, he said, quote, there's too many guys, you know, veteran guys, young guys. If they don't come to the rink and think about the team and put the team first, we're not going anywhere. And right now, I don't see that happening. That is about as scathing as you'll hear from Craig Berube. You know, it sits up there with like a John Tortorella quote, just in terms of telling it like it is. Um, it starts to make me wonder if the players are going to start to tune Craig Berube out. You know, not saying Craig Berube is a poor coach by any means, but look at what the Boston Bruins have done this year. They had a great, great coach in Bruce Cassidy, still doing good things um, in Vegas. You know, the, the the failures of the Boston Bruins were were no nothing to do with him. Um, but, you know, the players had just gotten to a point where they had heard the same coach say the same things for too many years. And a change of change of voice is, is was important. And now they have like the best record so far in NHL history up until this point. Um, all because they brought in a new coach who, you know, pretty much had the same game plan, but, but set it a little bit differently. Um, and with Craig Ruby coming out and, and, you know, bashing the team this publicly, it, it, it's, it just worries me that this is going to get worse before it gets better. You know, I hope that he can come out there and unite the team. I love Chief as a coach. I think he did a great job in 2019. I think he does a really good job of maximizing the players that he has, getting the most out of the players that he has. But there gets to a point where, you know, you, you, you've had the same boss, not even just coach in sports, but you've had the same boss for a couple of years. You've been listening to him say the same thing. No matter how right that person may be, no matter how correct they may be, you can just start to tune them out, especially when you're losing like this. Um, I'm not saying Craig Ruby should be fired. Because uh, I don't think the responsibility falls on him at all. I think it's the effort of the players. But it would certainly be an interesting conversation to say, you know, what would happen if the Blues got a fresh voice behind the bench? Would they be able to turn things around? Would that increase the motivation a little bit more? Um, I don't think we're quite at that point yet. You know, I think we've got about another month or so before we really start looking at is it time to look for a new head coach? You know, similar to the timeline where Mike Yo was fired. Um, that being said, though. You know, this this we're reaching a point where um, it could be too late. Blues are twelve and fifteen, um, six in the central. You know, they're not fully out of it yet, but another another few weeks of, of play like this, and they're they're going to be you know very much on the outside looking into the playoff spot, and you can't really play around with that too much longer. Um, so we'll see. You know, um, it's really about waiting until I think this team settles. I don't think we've really seen the norm of this team yet. We've seen the best of this team. We've seen the worst of this team. But I don't. I still really don't feel like we know what this team is capable of yet because it's like it's it's Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, they looked so good in that seven game win streak, and honestly, they looked so good in like points, you know, throughout the 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 Islanders game and such. Um, I guess to quickly touch on those games, I've been rambling here. Uh, Islanders game was great, minus that third period. I was fully expecting them to blow that lead and, and, and lose a uh, blow a five one lead in the third period. Um, but that was like perfect blues hockey. You know, they had given up one goal up until late in the third period. They had scored two goals really quickly. We're up five to one and, and that looked good. You know, that was very promising. Um, they gave up a bunch of goals. It, it got cut close, but they held on uh, encouraging stuff there. And then Winnipeg was just, you know, the exact opposite. A perfect example of what's been plaguing the blues this year is, 
they go down 3-0 before the halfway mark of the game and it's like they, they've just given up already they don't they don't even really feel like they try to get back in the game that's something i talked about earlier a couple episodes ago just the fact that the blues of the past and even somewhat the blues we've seen this season like the game against the florida panthers where they have they do have a really uncanny ability to never really feel like they're out of games you know, and, and, and this year it feels like they wave the white flag very early in games because they frequently find themselves down multiple goals, you know, early in the second period. Um, so it's just a motivation factor there. It, it felt like, you know, that Winnipeg game was over before the 10-minute mark of the second period, even though, you know, obviously down 3-0, that's a tall task. But I feel like the Blues in 2019, or, or if you're watching like a Colorado Avalanche game or a Boston Bruins game, I know I keep them mentioning the Bruins, but, you know, if they're on in my house all the time, it's easy to be an observer. Um, a good team, you know, they might be down 3-0, no matter how late in the game it is, you're still like, you know what, they have a chance. And it's like, so early in the game, like second period, I shouldn't be like, oh man, I kind of want to turn this game off. You know, so it, it really just feels like it's not a personnel thing, and it's just an effort thing, it's a mentality thing, which gives me hope that it's not too late to turn it around, they could still turn it around, but we'll see. Anyways, in this third and final segment, I'm going to kind of change gears talk about tage thompson and his success and answer the question did the blues lose the ryan o'reilly trade stay tuned all right i teased it at the beginning of the episode a lot of you guys might have just skipped right forward to this point like what the heck is this guy talking about did the blues lose the ryan o'reilly trade short answer no they didn't long answer you cannot lose a trade where the thing the, the piece that you get back was instrumental to you winning a Stanley Cup. Obviously, Tage Thompson is having an otherworldly season right now. He is one of the best hockey players on the planet. He is scoring goals in a ridiculous clip. Uh, he scored five goals in a game, four goals in a period. He looks unbelievable out there, and he looks like he might be a franchise cornerstone for the Buffalo Sabres moving forward. However, let's just flash back to the first season of Ryan O'Reilly with the St. Louis Blues. He has a ridiculously good regular season, close to point per game, uh, probably the best forward for the blues that year uh best defensive forward in the league wins the um wins the selkie trophy amazing stuff there you know that's already a a great trophy to add to his to his trophy case um leads the blues to a stanley cup final blues get the western conference for whatever the heck it's called you know that other that's number trophy number two he goes on to tie a record set by none other than wayne gretzky scoring a goal in five consecutive stanley cup final games um you know, including some huge, huge goals to help the Blues get some wins over the Boston Bruins before helping lead the Blues to their first ever Stanley Cup in franchise history. Obviously, you know, um, he wins the Conn Smythe, the most valuable player, wins the Cup, whatever. You don't win that Stanley Cup without Ryan O'Reilly. Obviously, revisionist history, you go back and say, oh, what if they swapped in Clem Costin instead of Tate Thompson? Sure. The other part of that long answer is, does Tage Thompson develop into this player in the Blues system? Probably not. You know, even if he stuck with the Blues, even if he was still in the Blues system, he would have had a lot more guys to, to outplay to earn the ice time that he's getting in Buffalo right now. You know, if he's playing center, you're outplaying Braden Shen, Robert Thomas, Ryan O'Reilly, um, Ivan Barbashev, all those guys. It would have been really hard for him to find the amount of ice time that he needed to succeed with the St. Louis Blues. I don't think Tage Thompson is, you know, putting up these ridiculous goal totals if he had stuck with the Blues this whole time. I think he's he always had that potential, 
But as he himself stated, the Blues just kind of weren't the team for him to showcase that potential. He was a little bit more of a raw prospect. He needed a little bit more development than a guy like Jordan Cairo um, or Robert Thomas, who were also potentially rumored in that Ryan O'Reilly trade. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, looking back, do you get rid of Robert Thomas or Jordan Cairo in that trade in Overtage Thompson? Absolutely not. You know, they're 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 the cornerstones of the franchise moving forward. You know, you could argue that. Tage Thompson is better than one or both of those guys. But again, he wouldn't have had that same development had he had stayed with the St. Louis Blues. This is a perfect example of a win-win trade. You know, Buffalo got a guy that is very exciting to watch, very talented, very skilled, and is going to be a huge piece of their team moving forward. And the Blues got a guy that led them to a Stanley Cup and was their, you know, was and is their captain and is incredible with developing the young guy. It is a complete win-win trade. If you go back and you don't pull the trigger on that trade, the Blues do not win a Stanley Cup. But sure, they have another young piece to their roster that's exciting to watch now. So no, the Blues did not lose the Ryan O'Reilly trade. It was a win-win. Um, at the time, it looked like the Buffalo Sabres got absolutely fleeced, and that has obviously changed. Um, they have made it a lot better than the initial perception was. But still, at the end of the day, win-win trade. Good for both sides. That being said, that is all the time I have for you guys today. Thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. It is completely free wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Blues. Leave a comment. I try to read most of the comments, all of the comments. You know the drill. Uh, follow Lockdown Blues on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hammond NHL. Lockdown Blues is at Lockdown Blues, obviously. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. And as always, let's go Blues.